to the first episode of Sugar Honey Bubble Tea, a podcast where two sugar honey mommies talk about sex, love, and all the fuss. I am your sugar honey mommy, Ange, here to give and receive a 2020 mid-year performance review. Who's been naughty? I'm your other sugar honey mommy, Toby, here to partake in the mid-year review, so perhaps I can learn to leave my physical vessel behind and become a digital void in the second half of 2020. When you say digital void, do you mean like you want to be Travis Scott in Fortnite? Yes. <laughs> you are like a huge giant Toby walking around and giving people lectures while yes. people shoot each other in the face. That's my astral world. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Sign Fortnite. me up. Elon Musk, sign me up. Elon Good Musk man. probably could do it. Yeah, I'll tr- we'll try, we'll try. I don't know. I mean, shouts to Elon Musk. We've been talking about Elon Musk for two episodes now. <laughs> He's going to start charging us. He's going to start charging us. I don't want to get sued. I don't have money. Oh, God. <laughs> so since this is a mid-year performance review, how do you think you did? And what were some big events? Man, how did I do? Um, just great. Just Mate. great. <laughs> You know how they go from like great, successful, what was Outstanding. it? Outstanding. Outstanding, great. Just, Just great. great. <laughs> I mean, to me, honestly, the biggest event of 2020 was when Pentagon released that UFO sighting video. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit. They, Are they, they here. here to take us? They're here to, no, bitch, they don't even want us. I don't even, we don't even want us. They saw this and was like, I, I'm going to just head right back out. Yeah, they're like, I don't, I don't know. They don't know how to act. <laughs> nope. Yeah, they're just like, I'm done with you. But all jokes aside, I think the biggest impact for me personally, I, I mean, for the first half of 2020 would be COVID and BLM movement. Uh, COVID-19 really kickstarted 2020. Um, and BLM kickstarted my crippling mental health, <laughs> crippling mental health and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, during COVID, everything is just physically restricting. I couldn't travel and I love traveling. Um, even just to go to, you know, like anywhere within the town or yeah, within exactly. the, within Vancouver. And, you know, at one point I can't even leave my house. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had legit fear going into the elevator. <laughs> can't get no groceries yeah and then at one point getting groceries became the big event of my day <laughs> where I, I legit I dressed up I was in like I would I could go to grocery in a full gown yeah yeah you know what flex on them flex <laughs> on those hoes in the TNT <laughs> flex on those hoes in the TNT. TNT that's right they ain't ready for you <laughs> so I mean what do you what, what did you miss the most like about pre-COVID then I think definitely during COVID just stripping off all the distractions like going to places or hanging out with other people yeah. I realized that I truly only need genuine connection and Rice Cycle Club. <laughs> Shouts! <laughs> Shouts, Rice Cycle Club. Yeah. Yeah, yep. you heard this here first, Barb. You know, like, for me, I really miss going to music events, like going to shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do I even... Before COVID, I wasn't even that big in like into clubbing. And now I'm like, where is... I want to go salsa dancing. <laughs> I want to I wanna go like, I don't know, ED, whatever. Like, I don't even oh, listen to electronic yeah. music. I just yeah. want to go out and sweat a shit ton and dance and just be around people without a mask. Yeah. This mask-free life. 
it's just freedom. That's that's what I'm. Really I think there's a freedom, and then the fact that you have a choice. Like I can choose to stay home if I want to, but yeah. now I have to stay home. Yeah. If I don't have a choice, I might still stay home. Oh yeah, I'll be but- like a piece of shit on my couch. <laughs> but once you tell me I can't go out, I'm like, what do you mean I can't go out? Protest. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I can't go out? Yeah. What do you mean I gotta be a piece of shit on my couch, <laughs> which I've been doing for the past week? <laughs> oh god. Yeah. And why do you honestly? I think collectively, everyone. I want to say that they're all experiencing big horny energy. Oh, the hotation. Gotta keep rolling. Yeah, I mean, hot girl summer might be canceled, but how canceled. are you? How are you navigating your sex life? What sex life? There's it's non-existing. It really is non-existing. Like now, I'm like, okay, I walk by Cactus Club and I see people on Bumble dates, and I'm like, how do you guys? How how do you guys go on dates? Yeah, I, are you not? In fear of your life with a stranger that might put their tongue down your throat. I mean, and then also, but on the same, you know, way. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what does a sister gotta do out here, you know, to get a decent non-virus dick? It's impossible. Yeah, it's true. It's like a game of picking the right or like which day do I want to go on to risk, you know, taking a COVID. Yeah, it's like, like Russian roulette yeah. dating. <laughs> Is it this guy? It could be the next guy, or yeah. But I then mean... like it. But I mean, if you're sharing the same elevator with a stranger without a mask, is practically them being in your ass. <laughs> then why are we not dating? Like why are people? I, I just don't. I am What's in holding the gray. you back? Why is holding me back? I I don't know. I'm in the gray. I'm in the gray. Like, do I want to date? Or do I want to catch? Do I want to catch COVID with a stranger's tongue down down my throat? Or do I want to catch COVID with a stranger in the elevator, who's you know, practically giving me an anal? That is, <laughs> without that a mask. Is a good questions. Priorities have shifted. Like, yeah. Do I want to? Yeah. Do I want to catch COVID going? You know, just yeah. to the grocery store, or do I want to have fun and catch COVID? I mean. We, I don't know. I don't want to catch I mean, COVID at no all. No one wants to catch COVID. Yeah, exactly. I don't want any of that. I just don't want any of this to happen, really. But truly, like, I also, I mean, opening up to our listeners, the five of you, I see you. <laughs> Shouts to the five listeners. <laughs> to the five of you. But but all jokes aside, we got, like, what, 70-something lessons yeah. for our, uh, on our intro, and I am so happy and grateful yeah. that these people are listening to us though all we talked about is eating ass but <laughs> thank you the 70 70 of you out there i see you i see you shouts to all you <laughs> yes i yes opening up to the 70 people how do you like how do we safely and responsibly go on dates and hook up potentially yeah that's a question that i dm us dm us how are you guys doing this do you just put your life at risk or Mm. do you just uh do you just want to get covid and have you know immunity to it is that your plan Mm. (laughs) just mass immunity like i don't know if i can start dating like that until there's a vaccine out there yeah 
It's it's quite scary to be honest. Yeah, they should host one of those like Bumble like uh, speed dating, but before you get into the venue, they just hand out vaccines at yes. the door. Yes, <laughs> like six feet apart. Yeah, they're just like here, you get a vaccine, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, go put your tongue down the stranger's throat, <laughs> all you want. Now you can do you. <laughs> yeah, do you in your hotation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and well, I guess since COVID, um. We like every one of us spend the most of our time in our own heads. So, how did you, like, what was your experience facilitating your own mental health and on like setting boundaries while you're in lockdown? Um, you know, the, in the beginning of COVID, I was trying. I was so proactive. I was like, I'm gonna learn how to speak Spanish. And up until this point, what has it been? Three, <laughs> three months. Uh, me no hablo español. <laughs> So that didn't work, but I guess my biggest um, uh, how I facilitate my own mental health, like one biggest thing, is being spiritually connected by meditating. So I just decided, like end of March, like I'm gonna start meditating every day, and which I did. I started off with like five minutes a day, which is very short, and now you know I go into like fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty minutes of meditation. Um, And that's like for me, mental health was so important. So that I really focus on, and that's what I really took out of it. But I know for you, physical health is super important to you. Like, how did you, like how do you even how do you even maintain a healthy lifestyle with gym clothes? Yeah, it yeah, because I think my mental health gets. Well, like my mental health gets affected when I'm not being as active.、Mm. So it was it was a little bit hard. Like now I'm fully back at it again, but it was definitely to like accept that you, like it's okay to just sometimes not do anything,、mm-hmm. like to not、mm-hmm. have that form of like yeah stress on you. And then it's also like this is something that I'm still struggling with, like body image. To just know that it's okay that your body changes,、mm-hmm. but、mm-hmm. you know like. How do I? How do I then like make peace with it, and how do I grow like better? Yeah, that's to such a to big topic. Skin suit. Yeah, that's such a big topic, and mental health and physical health really goes hand in hand.、Mm-hmm. Like when I'm a piece of shit on a couch for a weekend, <laughs> like I, mentally I don't feel well either.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I mean before COVID I was. Even yeah, way before COVID, I think like November of twenty nineteen, I was off of social media completely.、Mm-hmm. No Facebook, no. Well, I haven't been using Facebook in years because who does, anyways? <laughs> Marketplace though. <laughs> But I was off of Instagram, of off of all social media really for yeah since November of twenty nineteen, and I was feeling great. I was meditating. I was you know really in touch with myself,、uh, inner growth. And I saw, and then I saw the George Floyd video,、mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I want to know what's going on. So I really got back onto social media during the start of the BLM movement. Not saying that this is a start; it's been happening all along. But、mm-hmm. really, just after George Floyd's video, I went back on, and it really took a toll on my mental health because. Um, I just felt like I went from no social media to all of a sudden having all these information overloading and and feeling very overwhelmed and、um, 
and just waking up with anxiety and my mind is already polluted before I go into my meditation. And that was really hard for me, I think. Um, I had to put my meditation on pause for a bit. It was all, my schedule was messed up. Um, yeah, I think going, now we're going into the BLM movement stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think this topic is always relevant and it shouldn't be something that we bring up only because it's trendy now, but we want to touch on it briefly because it's such a big event in 2020 mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, definitely, like, there are still a lot of things around it, related to it. We want to talk about racism, BLM, like, all these, but we will just touch on it today, and then we'll talk about it more in depth in the future episodes. Yes. So, I guess my biggest takeaway during, um, like, in right now, the whole BLM movement is that we need to take care of ourselves so we can take care of other people and you know your feelings are validated like it's it's sometimes it's really hard because you get it's like that guilt and also of like oh is it like am i privileged to feel this way to feel like it's a lot Mm -hmm. from social media like yes we are but it's also okay to like validate your feelings because when your mental space is clear you have more to offer and you have you're more open to receive Mm -hmm. and also Secondly, I just want to touch on because there's just a lot of social media things going on that unity doesn't equate uniformity. Yes. So supports can look very different from person to person. And Mm -hmm. just to put out there, like, as long as you're doing the best you can with the resources you have, Mm -hmm. that is honestly success. And, you know, like... Just, yeah, just try your best and don't call out other people, please. Yeah, because it's a lot to... um, People are... We're all struggling with so much, uh, especially Mm. during this time. And it's just one after another. First of all, the Pentagon UFO (laughs) videos, which I really stress on. (laughs) And then COVID, and then, you know... We'll keep going back to Yeah, we'll keep going back to the Pentagon (laughs) UFO videos. (laughs) But everyone is struggling with so much and you never really know what we are all internally struggling with. Is So, I mean, give each other some space, give each other grace, just to be, you know, just to, just to be less critical at this mm-hmm. time when people are just trying to help. I mean, sometimes you, sometimes we definitely see like a lot of, brands or celebrities like for me i think a lot of brands and celebrities right now have been um have been showing up um for this cause but without giving us any future plans on how they will continue to support beyond the trend or beyond this one-time donation they're making Mm -hmm. that i want to call out like that i think is a much bigger thing not just like individual like Oh, yours! You you're writing this post wrong, like to your mm-hmm. I don't know second cousin or something. Yeah, like, just give them a fucking break. Like, <laughs> just tell them, educate them instead of calling them out and yeah. giving them shit, right? Um, but we'll 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 touch on the brand stuff later. But I have a lot to say about that. Yeah, I actually I am curious to know like what is your because this is also like another um pretty broad topic, but. As like Taiwanese Canadian, Asian Canadian, like what is your? It's not we don't want to insert ourselves into narratives, but how like what is your point of view just from a, um, from people of color like? 
Yeah, I think as an Asian woman and also as, you know, a POC, my narrative um, is to no longer just, uh, no longer stay silent when aggression is imposed upon me and the POC community. I, I grew up experiencing racism and microaggression on a regular mm-hmm. basis. And, so true. And that's being a woman and also being Asian. Like, I, I just find myself brushing... It's, it happens so often and it happened even when I was a kid growing mm. up. So um, I just find myself brushing it off at times because I was just numb about it. Mm. And and I didn't want to waste my time to care. Um, but now I realize that's not really the way that I should go about this because you're just giving other people uh, almost like a permission for them to mm-hmm. say these things to you or to treat you a certain way because of your race or because of your gender. And... And that's something that I reflected on. Um, that was the first thing I reflected on when the BLM movement happened. And of course, you know, how how the society is treating black Americans or black mm-hmm. people in general. Um, but now I, I think for me, the biggest takeaway is really I choose to no longer it, tolerate that behavior, mm-hmm. you know, or when when a white person shouts konnichiwa to my face, like, bitch, I oh, ain't Japanese. <laughs> I just, I choose to, I think it's just the choice of choosing to educate people on racism and what is inappropriate behavior and mm-hmm. also educating myself on what I can do better. Yeah, it's kind of like our responsibility as well to not become like the very quiet model minority that just yeah. tolerates like social responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like, but during this movement, like, I do want to give all the people and like the Black Lives Movement space, and you know, we should just try and learn as much as we can about the issues, and that's like the biggest work that all of us have to do, essentially. Yeah, collectively too. We mm-hmm. we all should educate ourselves collectively on on these subjects. And if you if you don't, I know there are people that don't want to post things on social media. There are mm-hmm. people that don't want to speak out, but but they don't want to stay silent. Then have these conversations offline. Have mm. these conversations offline with people you are close to that mm. you feel comfortable talking about these things. You don't have to post anything. You yeah. don't have to be, you know, to to sh- to be so vocal on social media platform. And that's the thing when we we're talking about earlier when people are calling people out, like, "Well, you're people mm. of color. Why aren't you saying anything?" No, maybe they are. Maybe they're doing it differently. Yeah. And you don't know other people's struggle, and you don't know what they're doing outside of their social media platforms. So you know give them give them some grace you know yeah it's also like about educating yourself offline like it's it's all about like honestly just like as long as you have you want to learn more and Mm -hmm. you're actively doing it like who are are we to judge right yeah yeah absolutely so how how do we do better how do you think coming out of this how how should we do better as a collective as an individual Mm -hmm. as a society I definitely, since like previously you've touched on about the brands and I feel like Mm. it's, I've been reflecting a lot about our intention versus impact and how can I as like a very small individual on this earth. But um, you got huge, huge spending power, I just want to say. It's like a parcel a day keeps a doctor away from you, sis. So, (laughs) yes, as a small individual with big spending power, how do I maximize my resource and become a tool for change in the future, right? Because I feel like having these combos 
it's good posting on social media showing them our support is good but like two of our biggest right and power that we have is to vote and our money basically in a capitalism society so yeah i personally really want to try and be better to become a very conscious shopper yeah and do my best mm-hmm. to stand behind local businesses or businesses owned by poc or just business that i truly believe in and it's honestly it's very hard but i think as a consumer and as an employee we just really need to hold brands accountable yes because i for me it's like i've been seeing many brands and celebrities showing up for this Mm -hmm. cause which is good but you if you want to show up and without giving us any future plans on how you will continue to support beyond this trend or beyond this one-time donation you're donating to uh, BLM movement or all, all these platforms it's it's almost to me like a perf- performative allyship it's virtue mm-hmm. signaling it's like mm-hmm. hey I've done my part so that's it for me you know I'm I'm good you know I'm not racist we're yeah. the good guys for me that's just bullshit it's like it's just brands grabbing onto that perfect PR opportunity and still continue to profit off of POC's struggle mm-hmm. like that brand is dead to me I'm just like also super curious like what do they do when they just like reach out to their I don't know like their marketing or graphic person and be like look we need to look good yeah like, how, like what we need to show up yeah like good like we're the good guy you know what they do though yeah. like hr people probably go and find a black person that's working in the company and be like hey what do you think we should do or go and find like a poc and be like how I should just... we deal with this it's like it's not our job to yeah. educate you yeah. you should educate yourself yeah not why our jobs to make you feel better yeah why ourselves. are we as poc going through all these struggles mm-hmm. um with racism and with with you know with slavery and then now we all we gotta come back and educate you on how much struggle we had been through yeah as a race like that doesn't make shit sense to me yeah it shouldn't be like on you know like it shouldn't be on POC's shoulder too it's not yeah. part of their responsibility like all of us have are should be responsible for yes. self-improvement and yeah it's in general just yeah educate yourself educate yourself (laughs) improve yourself educate yourself like growth in in all directions not just this right Mm -hmm, exactly Mm. and it's like a lot of bigger corporates like it's great that they have donated they have spoken up but it's also to come up with a plan like what can i do long term to support the cause not just not just on like donating profits but like what can mm-hmm. you do within your workplace as an employer like can i um can i hire a more culturally diverse workplace can yes. i can i do these sessions so you know mm-hmm. the workplace is safer for everyone to feel like they can be vocal about these issues yeah these yeah holding like holding conversations within within your own network or within your own company um and and just being real with with these conversations mm-hmm. and also looking at how much you are paying a white person versus you're paying a poc at the mm-hmm. same same position that's just bullshit to me like why why mm-hmm. am i making less and as a woman too we're already making right. less uh compared to men so like really just 
taking taking that information and really digesting it and seeing how you can change on a bigger scale and not just saying hey i donated you know this much yeah. money i made these t-shirts and all the profits gonna go like i honestly bought a t-shirt yeah also. I mean, it's great <laughs> yeah and i think it's great but like moving forward how do you want to show up as a company to do better mm-hmm. and and for us i mean toby and i we part of the reason for starting this podcast is to do better is to amplify our voice and start conversation about these well, around these hard topics mm-hmm. and uh, for me i was going through um you start the start of BLM movement I was going through like posting a lot of things and really trying to educate myself and then mm-hmm. I realized I don't know if that's doing enough mm-hmm. and then I was feeling so overwhelmed with the feeling that I have to post something I have to let people know but I don't want to come off as like performative allyship yeah so I I really thought about I that was really what I was thinking about, like, how do I go beyond just posting things on a mm-hmm. daily basis that is really hurting my mental health and yeah. bringing me anxiety and feeling overwhelmed. And then when I feel overwhelmed, I go and look at a post and it says, feeling overwhelmed is a privilege. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I can't, I yeah, can't. privilege as fuck. Yeah. yeah, like, I can do no right. I just feel so guilty. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's just so much on me. So I think this and Toby and I talked and I just feel like this is a perfect time for us to do this because I instead of writing an essay or paragraph on on Instagram that nobody's gonna read Mm -hmm. that I can actually use my voice and start this what did you mean you didn't read that five posts I wrote (laughs) excuse me man I I read it from probably the first sentence and I'm like that this shit too long (laughs) I'll just call her (laughs) I'll just talk to her yeah yeah. But coming, talking about the brand stuff, um, I, I think what you said is really, really great. How uh, spending power will really mm-hmm. affect how this society runs. Yeah. And I think on our platform, we can, we, we will also post some links mm-hmm. about um, where we can start supporting these local businesses yeah. or businesses of POC um, and where you can put your money or your spending towards a better, like towards a, a startup or something, someone, someone that actually needs this money. Yeah, definitely this issue was like kind of bubbling up to me during COVID because all the mm. corporates were still surviving but all the small businesses are like having a hard time paying rent or like, you know, the local fitness studios that I go to, like, yeah. it just became really clear to me that I really want to choose. Like, I really want to be really conscious of where my money mm-hmm. goes to. And yeah, like, like I started seeing a lot of posts on um, Yelp, did a local, like a post about local business mm-hmm. in Vancouver that, that are owned by POC that we can support. There's like fitness, this restaurant, mm-hmm. clothing store. Great. Great. Support this podcast. It's run by two Asian women. We are POC. We are sisters. We are sisters. sisters. Yeah, support this podcast. So, I mean, um, overall, the the beginning, I mean, the first half of 2020 is shit. It's absolute (laughs) shit. I just want to put this out there. It is so hard. Um, There are great things that happen. 
Um, and I don't want to be negative about this, but it's just been a lot. Mm-hmm. And we are trying to navigate this shitstorm just as much as any of you out there. We're coming to the end of this podcast, mm-hmm. and and we have this segment called Giving Us Life, which Toby and I thought would be a great part to kind of wrap up every episode in a, a, a much positive way or something that we can recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, so Giving Us Life is a segment where we share what is giving us life lately. So we share products or Instagram account, TV shows, films, and, and much more. Much, much mm-hmm. more. And as you heard it here first, Toby buys a lot of shit. So <laughs> she has a lot of product to share. I personally am not a very, like, big spender. Yeah, not material, kind of materialistic. Yeah, not, not so much. So it's really hard for when my birthday comes around and everyone just, like, scratching their head. Like, what the fuck do I get this bitch? Yeah, I definitely... Yeah, because I've heard that a lot. People just telling me that they don't know what to get me. Money. <laughs> I don't I'm putting it out there money money <laughs> moolah <laughs> money yeah so um, what's giving you life this week so well there are two there is a material thing that I want to recommend and also which is non- great and yeah. please sponsor us go ahead yes so that the first part is the Vitruvi essential oil called sleep yes not sponsored I am just I've been using it a lot um my sleep hasn't been that great. I'm going to blame it on Mercury retrograde, but I use that essential oil every night. And, you know, when paired with my 20-pound body prison, which is my weighted blanket. I don't understand a weighted blanket. DM us, please, if anyone out there is using a weighted blanket. I know, you I don't get it. It's, it's so great. It's like a perfect kind of like sense of comfort. And it honestly just it's eases my anxiety. It's, I mean, if I'm <laughs> If I'm stuck in this skin suit prison, I might as well put another prison on it. <laughs> it battles like how do we ev- how does everyone fight battle? fire with fire? Mm. Battle sleep paralysis demon. Please DM me. Oh yeah. I would like to know. I sleep really well with or without anything. Like I just I I lie in bed and I'm in, I'm in deep sleep in like five minutes. Damn. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've always been like that. And I wake up really early. I'm a morning person. Anyways, um, y'all all hate me now. So I'm just <laughs> go on and share what is giving you life. Um, yeah. And then the second thing is um, I highly recommend everyone checking out this Beecraft. She's a psychotherapist and she recently started a mental health platform on Instagram and YouTube called Mental Sesh. Mm -hmm. We actually follow it on our Sugar Honey BBT Instagram account. Yeah. So, you know, go on and follow us and follow them. (laughs) Yeah, but I wanted to... (laughs) Shouts? I wanted to recommend her because I first came across um, Liz B. Croft on a Hypebeast podcast and... You know, it seems like she was doing really cool things. She was the first person to kind of like merge her love to streetwear and sneakers that I know of with um, therapy. And on her personal account, she posts a lot of resources. But recently she started an account called Mental Sesh and they are also on YouTube. And she does kind of like these podcast type of things, but you you see their faces. So kind of like an interview. Mm -hmm. And they talk about a lot of relevant topics 
which you know highly recommend everyone checking out it's mm-hmm. it's great it's, it's great. great we will also put it on uh our instagram mm-hmm. yeah we'll do um, a little story thing we'll do a little story or do a post uh we're still trying to navigate this thing this instagram thing so give us some time yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll look it'll look great it'll look great um yeah what's giving you a life this week me um i I would say this HBO show called Insecure. Mm. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. It's so relevant to what's happening now. And the new season, I think, just kicked off. uh, And I think finished, actually. Mm. Um, So it's talking about uh, a black woman called Issa and her living in L.A., going through life, going through uh, racism, dealing with, you know, white co-workers. um, at her workplace making statements about you know like racial statements like um it's super relevant and even i'm not black but uh as a poc like i also find it so relatable Mm -hmm. because there are times that uh at workplace or you know just on the street or with friends that you hear these like microaggression stuff Mm -hmm. and you don't know how to deal with it and so insecure on hbo is amazing go watch it um, if you don't have HBO and you have Netflix, there's this other show that I watched last year and that I also love. It's called She's Gotta Have It. Um, it's a it's a TV show from from the Spike Lee movie, I think in the nineties. So mm. he did a movie called She's Gotta Have It, and then they he remade it again into a TV show. And I honestly think the TV show is so much better. Yeah, I watched it. I finished it after you recommended it. I mean, it's honestly, so good. I cry every night <laughs> <laughs> with your weighted blanket yeah, and your essential be, oil. My cancer season. Damn, my cancer moon and my cancer season Mercury retrograde. But wait, my my rising is in Cancer. So does that have any effect on me maybe i don't know maybe we should get like a zodiac horoscope expert and do an episode on this stuff at marcy (laughs) i'm coming for you shouts shouts (laughs) so yeah i think uh, to end this all um uh, mid-year performance review thing i think i personally rate myself great not successful but great just great what Mm. do you what do you think i think i I think not like what's like a little bit under great like <laughs> almost almost great but <laughs> not as great uh what is it called uh satisfied yeah Wait, like what satisfactory is maybe satisfactory yeah really yeah i think you're doing great <laughs> i think you're doing great as well <laughs> but there are definitely there are a lot of things that i i really want to improve on in the second half of 2020 yeah and including my mental health yeah what that else do you is, want to improve on uh, the second half of 2020 well the first thing is definitely my mental health i'm just crippled <laughs> with anxiety <laughs> anxiety but um mm. the also my physical health oh, i yeah. recently started I, bitch is it not enough that you're working out eight days <laughs> no, out a week no no, no. <laughs> no, no. It's, a, it's the diet it's the food you oh and how it relates to like how you feel absolutely okay yeah, yeah. so I think uh, on all love heals keep loving this world and our lives and all the beautiful souls out there because we all bleed the same color <gasps> yeah 
yes, we are all bleeding the same color. So we must learn. You know what? Yeah. We must learn to love the most desperate part of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so we can be better lovers to the world. Yeah. So staying mindful and recognizing how much we all suffer in words, <laughs> and how do we all suffer gracefully? Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, keep educating ourselves. Yeah. That's the way to go.、Mm-hmm. And lastly, to wrap this up, you can find us on Instagram at sugarhoneybbt. Step into our digital office. Follow us on Spotify. And next episode, we'll be pouring you piping hot tea on dating. I love it. I I love talking about dating. I'm so excited, actually. Yeah, I want to do what one thing where you. You give me all these terminology, like modern dating terminologies,、oh, and I'm just gonna go and guess what they are because、yeah. I don't know most of them. I know situationship and like the rest I don't understand. That's because we've been in a few. Well, everyone is in a situationship, basically.、Mm-hmm. Now、yeah. we're just every relation. Every time you meet a new person, you're automatically in a situationship. Like no questions asked. Yeah, honestly, like how do I walk myself? Back out like to、yeah. regular. I guess just to never enter it in the first place. Oh, just stay alone. Stay single, guys.、Mm-hmm. Bye. Love yourself. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>